Hey everyone, I am the Chosen One Legend here, as always joined by my co-host. Hi, I'm Kai, also known as Vaskarine. And welcome back to our podcast, Bunch of Jokers, where we talk about all the Nintendo news from the past month, which hasn't really been that much this month, but given the amount of news we had in February, I think that's understandable, right Kai? <laughs> yeah, I think we, we've been um, missing directs for a while and we finally got one, so it kind of makes sense that you know, after that, there's not much to really announce uh, going forward. But oh, I'm, I'm okay with that. We got so much from that direct that it's kind of worth it. And exactly. And, and to add to that point, we've got so much from that direct that we're going to be talking about some of it this month as well, because we didn't really get to cover everything. There's still a few small bits hanging over, as well as the fact there have been a few surprises and things to touch upon this uh, this month, so maybe more than you might expect. And of course, at the end of the podcast, we will be doing our usual talking about games that we've been playing throughout the month. Um, and if you want to jump around to any of those, there will be timestamps in the description below. But Kai, are you ready to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. April Fool's podcast, because that's when we're recording this. So uh, <laughs> I'm far too lazy to make a joke in there, so don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. But our first segment of the podcast is Can't Have a Podcast Without News Baby, where we look back at the past month, or in this case, kind of two months of news. And we're going to start things off by, like we said, playing some Nintendo Direct catch-up. And first of all, of course, Pirate and Mithra came to Smash. And we've talked about this extensively, uh, as, <laughs> as you all well know. And of course, we reacted to it as well. But we actually recorded the last month's podcast a day before they came out. So this is our chance to talk about how we find how they played in Smash Bros. Now it's been a month, and Kai, what do you think of them? Now you've got to try them out. Oh, they are they are incredibly fun. I know everyone's been right. saying it that like there's nothing new to really say there from me, but they are really really enjoyable. Uh, the move sets mm. seem very, um, I guess like s smooth. They feel very flowing, like a lot of the aerials and that sort of thing. Um, mm. Overall, it just feels like a very comfortable character to play as. Um, and I definitely like the switch up between Pyra and Mithra going for speed or strength. Uh, a, a really nice feature. I've noticed it's made them incredibly accessible to even the, the people who were complaining about too many sword fighters are now like, okay, these, these are cool. Because they yeah. just, they're immediately accessible. Their gimmick is, because most DLC characters have a gimmick. Yeah. But their gimmick is so... It's just switching between both playstyles, and it's much simpler than, say, Shulk with his Monado arts, which I never learned the placement of, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I can never use Shulk right. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah, I think they're some of the most approachable DLC fighters with, with their gimmick, because it's just mm. very straightforward. It's, it's something that can easily be gotten behind. It's just, you know, what do you want to, who do you want to play as? What, what do you want to prioritise as your ability? Um, yeah, and I often nice just do. do it as sim. Yeah, I, I often just have it as simple as play Mithra to start, finish off with a strong attack from Pyra. That's Pretty sort of much. the easiest way to approach it. But if you yeah. want to mix it up and go all in, you can KO with Mithra. They both it's have possible. some. Uh, yeah, they both have very valid playstyles if you want to stick as just one even. So, uh, and of course, it's with Xenoblade fans, as you very well know. So <laughs> I was going to main them, as I've said before, even if they were garbage. Yeah. But the fact that they're actually quite good and they merge with my playstyle, it's just been great. And that's not even to mention the great music selection on the stage. It feels so good just playing on the rest. Even if 
Gramps is a bit of an arsehole, just keeps moving his head every time I want to recover. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I've got a stage hazard turned off all the time, so I've never had that happen to me yet. Smart I thinking. <laughs> I I forgot that was an option. You are you are well ahead of me there, Kai. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. But yeah, it's it's been great. Um, it's been great to see Xenoblade Two getting more love, and hopefully that encourages more people to try out the game as well. Um, hopefully, yeah. And uh, if there's one thing from from this DLC pack that should appeal pe- to people, is the music mm. they introduced. Because yes. Oh wow. I mean, the fact that they brought in loads of tracks from Xenoblade Two, just like the raw track. They were all really yeah. good. You know, we got the Torna battle theme, uh, Deathmatch with Torna. There's a lot of Torna songs that appear. <laughs> um, there, there's all those, but then also the remixes, like the, the Xenoblade 2 medley with all the areas is phenomenal. The Tiger Tiger yes. theme is like the funniest thing to me because it's actually good. Uh, it's it's actually a really good music supply that they've given us. It just this time. it feels so much better than Xenoblade One selection, to be honest. And not that Xenoblade One selection is awful or anything. There's some great tracks. I love Xenoblade One soundtrack, but it just seems to cover more of the game and more of the highlights you'd want to see. It doesn't feel like there's too much that's missing, other than like the final boss theme, for example. You know that that could have been in there, but there's not really much missing. It's a great selection. Uh, yeah, it's good to see that representation. But before we uh, make this another Xenoblade podcast, because we absolutely <laughs> could, <laughs> one thing we didn't touch upon um, from the direct was Fall Guys coming to Switch, which also kind of coincides with um, you might want to talk about Kai. Season four is just coming out, isn't it? Yeah. So um, of course, those two events were kind of like unrelated, but they happened at such yeah. a similar time that it's worth talking about both. So, um, mm. wh- which part do you want to talk about first between those two? Uh, start with season four, maybe, as that's that's the first one coming out. Okay, so I've done a little looking around. I haven't got the chance to play it yet, um, but I have mm. been looking at a lot of footage from season four of Fall Guys, and it's kind of making a return in popularity. Not like to how it used to be, but it's definitely getting there, and I can see why. Yeah. The they've really stepped up their game with uh, the most recent seasons. Um, they've got tons of new stages um, that, that are all like really cool concepts. Um, I think one of mm. the most highlighted ones that people talk about is the uh, basketball uh, mini game that you can play in there now. Um, nice. There's, there's also like a, a, a squad mode basically where you go through in your squad of four and try and reach the end as a team. Uh, like, you know, oh, like you get through nice. as a team, get eliminated as a team, like. Um, yeah. and overall just a couple of other updates such as like new skins and things like that um, they, they've done a really good job at keeping the game alive and uh, honestly like even though a lot of people say um, you know oh uh, it's, it's Among Us just overshadowed it in popularity and it's not good anymore it's genuinely still very good quality so I would recommend mm. anyone who used to play it and, and is thinking like I wonder how it's doing I'd recommend just giving it another go because it's still really good. Yeah, I mean, people seem to have this obsession with saying a game is dead. Oh, because Among Us is more popular, Fall Guys is dead. No, it is not not, nowhere close to dead. I mean, like, John Cartwright from uh, Nintendo Life, he did a video a few months back playing Nintendo 3DS games, and they were still going. Their online communities were still going for some obscure ones. So if they're still going, Fall Guys is absolutely not dead. So... Yeah, it's it's um done a really good job at, you know, trying to stay alive and keeping things active. So uh you know, kudos to them for that. Yeah, and the Switch release hopefully will give that a boost. It's 
it's a bit of a shame it's coming summer so we it wasn't immediately afterwards we've got a bit of a wait but mm-hmm. that is a good you know a good way to bring in more audience i think it was always it's from the beginning people were like nintendo fans would enjoy this game this would be perfect on the switch are yeah, you are be. you interested in picking it up on switch at all guy um, I'm a little skeptical because I already got it for free on the PS4 back when you know yeah. that all happened, and I, I believe it would probably be something like fifteen or twenty quid on the on the Switch. So mm. I'm not too sure if I would, to be honest. But um, I, I would recommend anyone who hasn't got it yet to maybe get it on the Switch when it comes out there, just because I... it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I probably should have looked this up before, but do we know if there's going to be crossplay between the Switch and the PS4? Um, last I checked, there wasn't any crossplay, but they might mm. be working on it. I, I'm honestly not sure. I can have a look at that real quick, actually. All right, I'll, whilst you look it up, because that, that was sort of one of the things for me is I'm interested in this game hypothetically. I've uh, I don't have a PS4 or a um a laptop that I really use to to play games on, so I haven't got to pick it up. I've only seen it played on stream and that. But if I can't play with friends. That's the only way I'm going to play this game, like on a stream or yeah. in the Discord chat with some buddies and having a laugh about it. That's the best way to play this kind of game. Yeah, it definitely so shines the brightest when you can do it with other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you never know. There's always the possibility. I believe, wasn't it recently? There was some sort of deal made or some ownership with um, Epic Games, wasn't there? Yeah, I believe and... Epic Games uh, bought it. Yeah. And I believe they made... Was it them who made Rocket League free-to-play? Yes, uh, they do like so, making their games free-to-play. It could happen here, yeah. Yeah, that's Let's one thing that, that could out. happen. May- maybe even to coincide with the Switch launch. And whilst I'm not one for free-to-play games usually, I think if any kind of game suits it, it's Fall Guys. Because that's the kind of game that works with that. Anyone can play it. If you want to pay for accessories and costumes, you can. So yeah. I, I would be cool with that, and that's probably the most likely way I am to play it, to be honest. Yeah, I'm reading here that in an interview uh, in January, they said that they're, they're planning on putting cross-play in the future, but it's not quite there yet. So right. I guess it's good to keep an eye out on seeing like if they if they update that, see what's, uh, what's going on. Because um, yeah. you know, if they do allow cross-play, then I feel like that's it's going to be a really big hit on the Switch. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Absolutely, that'll give it some life again. So hopefully, we'll we'll keep an eye on the news, and we'll of course uh, we'll talk about it here if they hopefully announce it coming or a release date, because I think it's just just summer we know at the moment. Mm-hmm. But moving on to the final thing from the direct that we want to uh, cover that we sort of missed last month, and that is that Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity is getting an expansion pass, oh, and yeah. we we did sort of look at it in the reaction video, but. They showed it on screen for like five seconds and moved on. So uh, <laughs> let's let's give it a proper look now. I've got it up here. Oh, I should have it up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there we go. So one of the big things, the first thing that stands out is, um, well, there's actually a pre-order bonus, which isn't even out yet, which is weird. I mean, <laughs> not much of a pre-purchase bonus if it comes out just a month before the actual DLC, but okay. But uh, the main thing is we're getting an expanded roster with both packs. And the first two of those characters, I know you're excited for, Kai. Oh, yeah. I've been saying the <laughs> whole time that I want uh, Pura and Robbie as two playable characters. Mm. They've already got in-game models for battle scenes because we, we see them in some of the story stages. That they're like uh, yeah. NPCs there. So we always knew it was possible. 
Uh, and now they're finally bringing it in for the DLC. I couldn't be happier. Come on, Robbie. I, I want you to wield that ancient blade saw. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I said before in our previous video that perhaps one of the reasons they didn't get in the main game is there are some characters who use similar abilities. I won't give any spoilers for people who haven't played the game, but we've got some characters who use ancient weapons and we've got Zelda using the Sheikah Slate. So, so you sort of wonder what could they do with them. Yeah. But that's what's going to be interesting. I do wonder... How are they going to make them work? Because I don't doubt they can do it, given the creativity they showed of the other characters. Mm -hmm. So it's it's going to be really interesting to see how they adapt them in a way that's unique. Do you have any ideas, Kai, for that? Um, a couple. So for Robbie, like of course he's one of my favourite characters from the whole Breath of the Wild saga. Um, mm. And I, I guess all the things that you can buy from his ancient tech lab would always be a big part of his moveset. So you've yeah. got like, because he, he uh, sells lots of exclusive ancient weapons like the blade saw I mentioned. Uh, yes. No one else in the game wields the ancient bow to my knowledge. Um, and there's a no, couple of other point. like bits as well, like there's ancient armor and ar ancient arrows, all that sort of thing. So I feel like mm. his whole moveset is going to revolve around using that kind of ancient technology and maybe some new stuff bring brought in for Age of Calamity. Um, of course, yeah. we already know that Age of Calamity's brought in like loads of new, innovative stuff that takes what was in Breath of the Wild and kind of just makes it cooler and more grand. <laughs> so I feel like they yeah. can really like shine with Robbie more than any other character in that respect. Yeah, I could see that happening, and I think there's. Of course, we we don't know how many characters exactly, but I'd imagine it's going to be more than those two. Do you think we could get? I mean, I think the most likely bet is the villains. Uh, Astor and Suga. Yes. Because they I have really they already like have movesets in the game. They, <laughs> yes, they exactly. you fight them. So <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, Suga kind of I'm really looking given. forward to. I thought Suga was gonna mm. be playable, um and then he wasn't, which was upsetting. But um Yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that as well, those two being playable. <laughs> the the most next interesting thing, we've got some things like new challenges, new challenging enemies, which who knows what that means. But we've got some new stages in the pack two, as well as new character vignettes. Is that the memories? Are those cutscenes? Do you think? Uh, what do you mean by that? Uh, it says new character vignettes, and look, if we let's go to Google and define the vignette, because I'm sure that's a word we're both not entirely sure on. <laughs> I thought it was just like artwork. Here we go. Is it not? Uh, according to Google, here we go. Um, a brief. Evocative description, account, or episode. Oh. That could describe a memory. <laughs> but also, a small illustration or portrait photograph, which fades into its background. So that could be the pictures. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's kind of unclear exactly what that means. And it, I don't know. I, I, my immediate thought was the photos, but if they're giving us new stages as well, could this be like... If, if, if let's assume that Robbie and Pura are the characters in pack one if Astor and Suga are added in pack two maybe we get a sort of some kind of new story content from their perspective so some new stages and a few yeah. new cutscenes perhaps that would be but then quite, again you, yeah. you'd think they'd say new story content though wouldn't you so, yeah honestly uh, I feel like they would um, so, I so don't basically despite the fact we're reading into it we still know absolutely nothing so <laughs> I guess the main thing to speculate about all this is would there any be any uh, new people in the roster outside of the four we've mentioned and what might the new stages be? Those are the, probably the main two things to look forward to. 
Well, if, if we're talking new characters and we want to pick from Breath of the Wild, Cass is kind of the obvious one that's missing. Yes, Cass would be a really cool one mm. as like a bard type character. Or even, maybe not Cass necessarily, unless they do more like I know what you're stuff. thinking. I know what you're thinking. So, for we'll go for it. Are you thinking he's teacher? Yes, that was exactly Yes. <laughs> That's a good cool. idea. Yeah, yeah, real, mm. real cool. Um, so, who knows? Maybe maybe we get that. Maybe that would be cool. Um, Cass himself would also be really nice, because we already know they do time warp stuff in Age of Calamity anyway, so... Yeah. It and this, this DLC doesn't... The DLC doesn't necessarily have to be story content either, so it mm -hmm. could be anything. Uh, I also know you, you predicted way back in our early... Uh, prediction video, Misko the Bandit Thief. So maybe potentially, yeah. maybe this is a time card. <laughs> <laughs> I think honestly, a more likely option might be like Kilton or something from the Fang and Bone. Oh yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> or um, oh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Hudson. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> Hudson would be the funniest oh, character. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, you're selling me on these. But what stages though? What? What locations mm. are missing? That's a good question. I feel like they'd, they'd probably have a couple like minor ones from the overworld, but they're probably going to have some really interesting ones on top of that, I feel. I don't know what they'd be, but there's going to be some real interesting ones, I'm sure of it. Alright, Kai, here's my, um, here's my tinfoil hat moment, my completely not-happening prediction. Oh, God. Pack 2 coincides with Breath of the Wild 2 coming out at the same time. It's possible. Big brain. It's Big possible. brain movie. Yeah, no. <laughs> didn't isn't did um Breath of the Wild two got uh, delayed, didn't it? Or they said they can't show any news for it in the last. They direct, said we're so. they said we're gonna find out more news about it this year. Right, and it, is it still set to come out twenty twenty one? We don't have any confirmed date for it oh, at all. Okay. So <laughs> okay, so who knows? Basically, we don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen, but you never know. That's my uh out there right. prediction for the video that's fair but that's fair. I think we've probably talked enough about Age of Calamity uh, before making it its own discussion <laughs> so <laughs> let's move out of the direct and let's move to actual news from this month and probably the biggest thing we've got is that Niantic are making a Pikmin mobile game uh, if you don't know they are the, the developers of Pokemon Go so Kai you're, you're the Pikmin fan here what, yep. what are your thoughts about this? um Mixed feelings. So, we'll start with the good. Uh, always happy yeah. to see more Pikmin stuff. You know, it's great that they're trying to keep the series alive. Um, especially recently with Pikmin 3 Deluxe. And also, you know, Pokemon Go. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I, I liked Pokemon yeah. Go when it came out. It was a lot of fun. It was a huge hit. Um, I don't think Pikmin will quite be that same level as um, hype for everyone. <laughs> Probably but, not. You know, Niantic have done a good job in the past, so maybe it'll be something good. Um, my my theory for what it'll end up being is that it'll it'll maybe be like basically where you walk around and if you hold your phone out, you can see Pikmin in the wild or whatever, like an augmented reality thing. Um, well, we do we do have a bit of information on it. From what I gathered, um, it's been some sort of early beta of it has been out in some country. I can't remember where, but. We've heard that it's to do with, like, as you take steps, your Pikmin grow. So the more steps you take, the more your Pikmin grow. Oh, and I believe okay. you can sort of send them to collect things at certain landmarks and places. 
Right, Almost okay. like in the main game, how you send they send out to collect <laughs> items and that. So it's a merc so we, I'm mission. Not sure. <laughs> it's what you're telling me. Yeah, <laughs> it's a merc <laughs> mission. You, you've oh. nailed it. <laughs> Man, you just get a like a red Pikmin pick, pick come out. We're the tingling troop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are the rock Pikmin's new groove, nice. and we'll do what we can. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, I've seen how disgusting some areas of my town are. I don't want to know what my Pikmin are bringing back to me, to be honest. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, but it's it's interesting, and at least it shows they have some faith in the Pikmin brand. So may, maybe Pikmin Four, one day. Well, that was the bad news. Is I, I you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I feel great about there being more Pikmin stuff. That's always great. But yeah, come on, man, just give us Pikmin Four. <laughs> Why have you obligatory given us... Hey Pikmin joke. They've, they've given us a spin-off on the DS, a spin-off on mobile, <laughs> and a deluxe edition before they've given us the next game in the series. Come on, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> Miyamoto, please. <laughs> I would love to give you some encouraging words, Kai, but uh, I don't have any. <laughs> it just it just stings a little bit. You know, it's great, but it yeah. does sting a little bit. <laughs> I mean, if this, if this introduces more casual fans to Pikmin, though... That's the step to getting Pikmin bigger, I suppose, and yeah, getting the Pikmin franchise to keep going and not die out. So hopefully, yeah, more support is always hype. Yeah. But from positive to negative, um, our next story—I've literally just got written down here. Berlin Wonderworld continues to be awful. That's just okay. what I've got written down. All right, take um, the stage. It came out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just I just there's nothing much to say. I, I just find this so funny. It, it's came out now. It causes seizures apparently. It's. Yeah, the final boss. It's not does. good. Yeah, they patched it apparently, but why was it there in the first place? <laughs> the reviews are awful. There were no reviews for Star actually because they just didn't give copies to to reviewers. They for knew. They knew reasons. that it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> what a mess! I mean, I remember back in the um, it must have been our October September video or something. We um, right. they announced it, and I was talking about it. I was like, this looks interesting. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've seen a bit of gameplay recently, and it just, yeah. mm, I don't know, it just seems very, like, unfinished, it, it seems very uninspired, like, there's a couple decent ideas there, but overall there's just something about it that makes it seem very off in its design, like it's got no life to mm. it, um, Yeah, which is a shame, because, you know, the, the mascot seemed interesting to a lot of people, there was a lot of potential... Um, and it was developed by like Square Enix or something, right? So, and they they've yep. done some pretty good stuff. So, and I think it's the shame. guy that is he the creator of Sonic? He's working on it, I think. Oh no way, really? I, I believe so, or at least someone who worked on the early Sonic games. I'm sorry, I'm not up to date with my uh, Sega uh, producers, so I, I'm a, I apologise for any blasphemy for Sega fans there, but I believe that is the case. So, um, oh dear. yikes, right? <laughs> you think yeah, you think that's a, a match bit. made in heaven, but. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, oh, well. From one garbage story to another. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Animal Crossing had some Sanrio cards, and not many people were able to get them. Should be made clear, when you say garbage, you're referring to the fact that people couldn't get their hands on them. The cards themselves weren't actually garbage, were they? Well, I don't know, Kai. I haven't been able to get my hands on them, so I can't tell you. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Okay, fair But enough. yes, yes, I am. Uh, what a mess that's been, because people want the stuff, but... Why make so little? Welcome to Nintendo. <laughs> yep. I mean, uh, as we'll get to in a minute, 
this is far from the only weird decision they've made in this month to do with not releasing enough of something. But um, yeah, I don't know. Did, did you have any interest in these cards yourself, Kai? Um, I'm not a huge Animal Crossing person, so I haven't like looked closely into them myself. But I've read a lot of stories about them going out of stock uh, a little too quickly, then being resold at too high prices uh, on you know retailer shops and that sort of thing. Um, it was me, Kai. I brought them all. We are now a bunch of scalpers. That's our new channel. Yeah. <laughs> all right, time to quit. See you guys <laughs> later. <laughs> Solo podcast. Let's go. Oh dear. Yeah, such it's a scummy uh, thing to do though like scalping them mm, for money like yeah you know there, there's other things you could scalp for that are like you know more businessy or, or more expensive more valuable it's, but they're, they're animal crossing cards man what are you doing with your life it, it's really bad when it's something not just like even you know ps5s which is bad but these are aimed at kids as well mostly so how scummy is that yeah it's, but, it's um, sucky let before we get to certain more depressing news, let's let's have a bit of a spiking uh, positivity. Because oh, we're talking about Xenoblade new... again. <laughs> oh, okay, we're always mind. talking about Xenoblade Kai. <laughs> it's always the right time. But um, the new Among Us map, the airship, uh, is now out. We haven't got a chance to play it yet. We'll be doing that later this week. But about time, right? That's great to see. Yeah, by the time this will be released, um, I, I think we've almost certainly have played it by that point. Over on mm. uh, Tom's streams, um, Duck on Twitch. Yeah, I, I've, um, I've I've not looked too much into the new map. Like I've only seen very little bits of gameplay from it uh, after it released, mm. and it looks it looks really complex for one. Like it's yeah. definitely <laughs> it does scream new map because it's not it's not basic in the slightest. There's loads of new tasks. Um, the map does mm. seem huge, very complicated. You've got the new features such as like the ladders and being able to spawn in a room of your choice. Uh, yeah. So overall, it just seems like it's a it's a bit of new content for Among Us players, and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to giving it a go. See what the dynamic is on this map. They also announced on Twitter some changes upcoming. Like I think they're increasing the lobby size, as well as a redesign for the art style. I think they said, which is interesting I'm not sure exactly what that could mean yeah there's a couple different updates like that that they've talked about I think they've mentioned like a new moderation system and that sort of thing to like you know mm. deal with problems or whatever um, but and it, it's nice to see because of course it's a very small development team and they've definitely yeah. taken their time on making this happen um, so it's nice to see that you know they have taken what the fans have said into account and they've you know really sort of tried to keep the hype up for this game so it's it's uh, definitely been good to see from the developers definitely but oh wait Kai there's an imposter mm. among us a dead body has just been reported and it is Mario's dead body because Mario is dead <laughs> I know right I was proud of that one I yeah, came up with that too, on yeah. the spot <laughs> uh. yes Mario has been killed uh, apparently he's uh, Mario 35 taken down Mario Red is no longer stars. sus. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, I think it was Green who did it, but um, that's just me. <laughs> Alright. <sighs> yeah, it's such a weird... I don't think we've really talked about this too much yet. I mean, we've known it's coming for a while, but... Um, such a bizarre decision. You know, may maybe they'll come out in like a month's time and say, 
we're releasing these individually on the eShop and we'll see, oh, okay, that's what they were doing. But more likely, we'll never have a clue what Nintendo were thinking. That's <laughs> yeah. the most likely scenario. <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't get the motivation behind it. Is it to get people to be like, oh, I need to buy it before it goes out of stock or whatever? I, I don't mm. see the value from Nintendo's side of things on, like, making the game more valuable by getting rid of it because surely that only makes it more valuable for people who bought a cartridge right yeah so i don't really get it um i mean i'm sure it did spike up prices a little bit because people wanted to get it limited so maybe that's what they were thinking there but surely that's not as with how big the switch um install base continues to be and it continues to expand you're missing out on potential sales from people just getting the switch now so why you know Oh well, I mean, to be, I'm being personal here. I've got everything I want from this already, so I don't really care. But <laughs> yeah, same, same. It just same. Uh, it sucks for those who don't. But if look at that one positive thing, it means that people no longer have to play Sunshine, and that's uh, that's always a positive, as we yeah. might get to later. But <laughs> uh, I, I mean, again, I think it's just another example where we very much enjoy Nintendo games, mm. but the whole like legal and business side of Nintendo isn't. They're not exactly on the same wavelength a lot of the time, it feels. They're very questionable in their business decisions, but uh, we're not overly here to talk about the business side of Nintendo. We're more so, you know, going on about the games and just more Xenoblade, really. I'll have you know, Kai, I did business studies GCSE, remember? I know all about business. (laughs) I'm doing a business degree, and (laughs) it's nothing, it's not important. Oh man, but I think that's probably a good time to end our talk of the uh, news. That's pretty much all the big stuff covered. But let's move on to our next segment of the podcast then, Games Time Baby, which is where we talk about games that we've been playing over the past month. And before we get started, Kai, how many games do you have to talk about? Um, I think just one, to be honest. Okay, well I've got three, so... Well, you can go first then, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll do two smaller ones first, then I'll then we'll do you, then I'll end on my bigger one. So uh, right, sounds good. Schedule in it, but <laughs> um, quickly to start with, I finally finished Final Fantasy VII, which I've been playing over the past few months, and yeah, it was a good ending. It's been a great fun time. Enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to, and I'm so hyped to get to play remake whenever I get a PS5. I will say, and I I've talked a bit about the past months how. It was surprisingly fair at the start, and I was concerned that might change towards the end. Yeah, yeah, it did change. There was some <laughs> bullcrap right at the end. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> the um. Oh yeah. <laughs> the final area, there is one save point, and that includes the whole final area and the final boss with its three stages and another boss. There's wow, one save okay. point, and you choose where to place it. It's a gamble, <laughs> so you, you choose can place where to it place early. it. Yeah, so you can place it earlier on, but if if you're struggling, you might think, okay, I need to place it now before I die and lose everything, because it being an old game, when you die, you lose everything. Mm-hmm. But it, if you place it earlier on, then that means you have to make it all the way to the end and beat the final boss in its multiple stages. And if you lose at any stage in that, you're back to that save point you made early on. So it's wow. it's such a weird decision in a game like this where it's your final area, there are enemies that can destroy you, as they should be, it's, it's the final area. But, it, I'll, I'll admit, 
I used God mode. This <laughs> this was the straw that that broke me. I was about to die and lose all my progress, and I was like, screw it, God mode. I've I've been enjoying this game, but I am ready to move on and not spend a week here. So um, yeah, thankfully the um, the port has those features to counteract some of the old school hot garbage. Um, but yeah, uh, using that, I still enjoy the ending. But I should mention, my game actually crashed during the final boss. No when way. I nearly killed it. <laughs> now, because I could use the cheats, like the times free speed and the god mode, it only took me 10 minutes to get back. It wasn't a big deal. Right. But had I, had I got there the legitimate way and worked my butt to get there, and then it crashed, I don't think I would ever touch this game again. In fact, I don't think I would touch a Final Fantasy game again. The series oh, would have dear. been dead to me. <laughs> so... Oh, no. uh, <laughs> Thank goodness for God mode is all I'm saying here, but <laughs> all right. not not to sour the experience. It was um, it was good fun overall, and uh, I, I expected to be using God mode the entire game. The fact I only used it the final third is much better than I expected. So, <laughs> good stuff. Still good stuff. <laughs> um, but the uh, another thing I got to try out was uh, I bought this earlier and only just got around to playing it, the Free Houses expansion pass. Um, ah, specifically nice. the Ashen Wolves house. Now, Kai, have yeah, you got to play Shadows, this yet? I'm not sure, actually. The the name of the DLC? Kai? Uh, oh, no. no. I've not, um, I've not got around to playing it at all. I, I know, like, bits about it. I know who the, the characters mm. are and the, the bosses and that sort of thing, but, uh, not too much outside of that, no. Well, I can honestly say I heartily recommend it because it's, it's really good. It, Fire Emblem... It's just so fun, and it, especially coming back from playing the triang um, triangle strategy demo, which I know you're going to be playing tonight on your stream, Kai, uh, mm. when we're recording this. But if, if I enjoyed that, just Fire Emblem is so much more easily accessible and intuitive. The systems just are so smooth and fluid in a way that, although triangle strategy was enjoyable in its own right and its own me merits, it's just Fire Emblem just hits you straight away in a way which strategy really doesn't and that just sort of went straight to show going back to the DLC and playing it it was just you know really fun the missions were interesting they mixed things up a bit from the main game with some different kind of missions such as one where you're without spoilers you're running away from enemies the entire fight which we didn't oh, really, really get to see in the main game yeah it, um, interesting. well at least not in any of the routes I did there are two routes I haven't done yet but three routes I haven't done yet but uh, yeah, it makes it really interesting gameplay dynamic when they mix things up a little bit. The characters and story are really fun. It's, the story's maybe a little bit rushed in some places, but there's some good lore in there and it adds some interesting depth. So uh, yeah, I would I would definitely recommend picking it up if you haven't, maybe doing it on stream even or something. It's uh, a lot of fun. Okay, I've heard it's um, difficult. I've heard it's more difficult than the main game. Is that true? Yes, yeah, it is. De definitely more difficult. I mean... I never really had a point where I struggled too much because you still got the um, the rewind feature that I can't remember what it's called, but uh, that's... Right. <laughs> I definitely use that much more than I did in the main game, um, but if you're, if you're familiar enough with the main game and you're playing on normal difficulty, which is what I always do because I'm a coward, you shouldn't be too bad. <laughs> Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I'll um, I I do want to get around to that eventually. Um, I just haven't really thought about doing it yet mm. necessarily, but um, no, it should be fun. I've played three of the four routes in in Free Houses already. I've I've gone right. through, um, Claude's Dimitri's and the Church route. Also, 
I guess I've just <laughs> got to do the final one, and, and it, it, before I do the final one, I'll probably get the DLC to do that alongside it, uh, and it should be good, yeah. Yeah, I haven't yet got to try out... Expansion Pass adds some stuff for the main game as well, I'm aware. I haven't got to try that out yet, but um, I know there's a sauna, so who knows what that means. I'm not sure I want to know, but... <laughs> <laughs> Fire Emblem, right? <laughs> that, that is Fire Emblem in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but what have you been playing, Kai? I mean, I know what you've been playing, but oh. tell the audience. <laughs> you know you know the Sonic R song, Can You Feel the Sunshine? Does it brighten up your day? Uh, it did not. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I didn't feel the sunshine. Oh, okay, so Super Mario Sunshine. That's uh, yes. part of 3D All-Stars, yeah. Um, yeah. Last week, I 100%ed it on stream. Uh, I, I completed mm. the entire game for everyone to see. And I'll, should I start with the good or the bad? Let's start with the good because the bad is the fun part. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> honestly, I like uh, a lot of the movement in the game. I like Mario's movement options. Uh, his mm. backward somersault combined with the hover nozzle is really nice. Um, so yeah. and, and other moves that he can do as well overall it just feels honestly out of the three games in the set um, I, I, I'd need to go back and check but Sunshine in a way kind of feels the most fluid with what you can do with Mario and Flood um, hence the mm. pun with fluid just pointing that out <laughs> hey. uh, um, I don't know maybe 64 is slightly better <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know, maybe 64 was slightly smoother, but I couldn't really tell. Um, mm. But, yeah, no, I, I liked the movement in Sunshine, that was definitely nice, and some of the levels were very interesting. Um, some of the bits in the soundtrack were quite nice too, especially like, you know, Isle Delfino is of course iconic. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there, there were definitely like aspects of the game I definitely enjoyed. I like the concept of uh, shine sprites as well. I thought they were a good like inclusion to the Mario series going forward. Um, yeah, good to see Bowser Jr. getting more attention. That that's always a thing. That I mean, that was nice. used to be a game, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, you had like Baby Bowser sometimes in the yeah. past, but that's like a different thing. Um, the Bowser but, family tree is complicated. <laughs> don't even get me started on that. But um, no, there are definitely parts of the game that were uh, features that were nice, and overall, yeah. like I did enjoy. I did. I genuinely enjoyed playing it. You know, it was a good time. Mm. Um, on the other side, uh, there were some other parts of the game that were There's somewhat frustrating. <laughs> they they do add, they add to the difficulty in a way where it's like rather than you know, making the game difficult by adding... Yeah. How do I put this? Basically, rather than adding challenge through, like, things that test your skill, they add things that test how much you have... You know, they test your patience rather than your skill. Let me just put it that way. That's, that's the <laughs> They're hot garbage is the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the levels, a lot of the mechanics, and a lot of the physics in the game are all very mm. rushed. Now, I understand that development was rushed for the game, and it's not new, so yeah. I'm not going to like bash it for saying, oh, this is a terrible game nowadays, because I'm sure back in 2002 it was an absolute banger, and, and the bugs weren't a problem <laughs> at all. You know, like Skyrim is said to be by some. Um, mm. But there were definitely... There, there was a lot of jank. There was a lot of jank in the game that just didn't feel great and, and did really like dampen things uh, blue coins 
Blue oh, coins. Yeah. They, to be fair, I didn't mind them completely. I just wish there was an easier way to track them. Uh, kind of like how in Mario Odyssey you can track moons using like by paying coins and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I, mm. I just wish there was a way to track them, and if that was the case, I actually wouldn't mind them because I, I don't hate the idea of them. I think they're quite a cool idea, actually. Um, Same. Yeah. I, again, like if they just tracked them, it'd be nice. But then, then you've got things like lily pads, uh, watermelons, and pachinko <laughs> machines. Oh, your streams just... of the pachinko machine were so funny. <laughs> I think those those things are are a little bit irredeemable. You know what I mean? They are just it's Ugh. it's just the kind of thing of like how is this an officially released Mario game? It makes you think at some points. Yeah, like this is yeah. Mario, the one. One of the most generally polished series out there, and the fact that this released, and even though some of it you can forgive it being an older game, Mario sixty four is what like six years older, and that's better in most regards, I think. So it's yeah, uh, it's not awful. I I I I sort of rake on it a lot just because I enjoy doing so more so than it is deserved. But um, <laughs> it also yeah, I I don't I don't get why it's so loved personally. But you know, everyone has their weird games that they enjoy um, I enjoy Sonic Heroes and that's a janky mess so I can't blame people <laughs> I think it's it's most likely just like a nostalgia thing for people you know as I say at, yeah. at the time I'm sure it was one of the best 3D platformers out there I don't doubt that for a second because mm. even though it may not be amazing nowadays yeah I don't doubt that back then it was amazing um, yeah so that's that's probably the main factor um in, in that and and I remember back in what was it like September or October you were talking about Sunshine and I was thinking mm. man Matt's like really sort of ragging on this game like but I've heard everyone's <laughs> everyone I've like heard prior to this has said like it's a really great game and one of the best 3D platformers you know I mm. wonder what's happened to make Matt hate this game so much is it really that bad like I, I was confused then I played it. <laughs> yeah, you you were right. You were one hundred percent right. Oh my god, <laughs> it's an experience. And you know, I'm still glad I got to play it. Um, I'm glad after watching it on Let's Plays and that so many years, it was. I had fun with it overall. There are some, like you said, there are some fun moments where the game shines, where the movement works in its favour. But for every moment like that, there's about three moments that are like, what were they thinking? But yeah. Oh, it's funny though. It is funny. <laughs> it is. It's a perfect game to stream, so it worked in that way. I think yeah. you probably got more enjoyment from it doing it that way than you might have single player. So Yeah, it provides a lot of entertainment value in its jank. That, that's the thing, is that it's yeah. so unpredictable a lot of the time that that's what makes it fun. Um. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But um, I guess I'll move on to my final uh, game to talk about. I've been playing a lot this month. And that is Hades, which I brought back in January and I finally got around to playing. Now, this mm -hmm. isn't a game that really interested me at first, but it was getting so much praise and adoration, the likes of which I hadn't really seen for an indie game since Celeste. And, you know, I picked up Celeste based on the praise and loved that. So I thought, why not? Let's, let's give it a shot. And... Yeah, I can see why they love it. It's damn good. It is really good. I mean, it's basically top-down, fast-paced action, fighting hordes of enemies. And the combat is just so smooth. No matter what weapon you're using, you've got your basic sword, you've got a sort of gun weapon, you've got one that's basically Captain America's shield, and you can throw it around, rebound it off enemies. It's, that's tight. Yeah, I, when, I first, when I first got that, I was like, 
can they just make a Captain America game like this? I will buy that in a in a heartbeat. But <laughs> it yeah, it's just so fluid, and it's that's it. It's just fun to play us, and of course the kind of game it is is repetitive. You are going back and doing it again and dying and starting over, but for start every run you get sort of depending on what different weapon you use and what different upgrades you pick up along the way the way you play can be very different and there's also you get new story content every time you play it's you know we're not talking xenoblade story but there's a lot of background lore and good voice acting that sort of keeps things interesting and fresh but ultimately none of that none of that really matters because if it was just one room fighting enemies and that's all the game was I could still play it for hours because the combat is just so fun. So, uh, yeah, it's, it surprised me. If, if you're ever on the fence about this, I would recommend picking it up. I haven't... I've got to the final boss and died, and that's the last time I played. So I haven't... I'm sort of treating it as a sort of a background game. I like playing it in handheld in the evenings, so um, every now and right. then I can go back to it. And eventually, one of these days, I'll beat it. But um, it, might, it may take a while, but it sort of feels that sort of... That sort of... Uh, part-time game you can have in the background of like a big JRPG. It sort right. of fills that role quite nicely. So um, I've been really enjoying it. Yeah, the music um, adds to the atmosphere as well, I should say. I don't know, have you, have you ever thought of picking this up, Kai? Uh, well, I've, I've heard a lot of good about it, and of course at the uh, Game Awards, it was very highly yeah. renowned as well. And I was mm. thinking, oh, you know, it's cool, it seems like a cool roguelite or whatever, it's you know, nice. And um, Yeah. I yeah I've I've heard a lot of good things so maybe I'm I, I'm not the roguelites um, genre is something I've, I don't feel like I've delved into enough because it's mm. it's a sort of thing I feel like I could do um, if I wanted to like I'd probably enjoy it I just haven't got many games in that genre um, yeah same so if there's a game to get me into it more more often then I feel like Hades is the one to do it so um. Yeah, I might. I, I'm not too sure, but I might get it in the future. Yeah. And another thing that sort of pulled me in and got me to try it out. I'm just a sucker for Greek mythology. I used to read the <laughs> Percy Jackson books. You know, I. <laughs> I. Uh, that's literally where I get any of my mythology knowledge from. It's just Percy Jackson. That's it. But. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. But yeah. So it's it's very interesting and it's a uh, it's it's a fun game. Definitely, I uh, would recommend trying it out. I've sort of um. I've sort of been, I've mentioned this a bit last month, on a bit of a low in gaming. I think I've burnt myself out a little bit. So I've sort of um, taken sort of this month to sort of chill a bit and not play so many games. And I've got a bit more of a chill game going, which I'll talk about next month, I'm sure. But um, yeah, so let's. Uh, I mean, after playing things like Final Fantasy VII, Big JRPG, Three Houses, J- you know, Tactical JRPG, Hades, which is just enemies pouring at you in the killing you repeatedly <laughs> chill games are sometimes needed <laughs> yeah always good to wind down with certain games like that always good choice exactly but um, have you got anything else you want to mention Kai any last thoughts here um I don't think so <laughs> I guess well then that brings us to the end of the podcast so we'll um, of course a big thank you to you Kai for being my co-host as always for nearly a year nearly a year it's, it's been, been good it's been good <laughs> and actually we, we forgot to do this last time but you're streaming again so where can people find you at ah uh, yeah back streaming at uh, twitch.tv forward slash Faskarine uh, links will be in the description and all that sort of thing um, I'm streaming on Thursdays at 7 till 10 uh, British time 
uh, as well as every other Saturday at the same time. Um, so, you know, feel free to come and watch or whatever. Um, at the moment, I'm playing Triangle Strategy. Well, by, by the time this video comes out, I probably won't be playing it anymore. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I'm going to be doing a mix of, like, multiplayer games that you can join in on, um, all that sort of thing. So feel free to come watch. Yep, go go check it out. You can always find me harassing Kai in the comments there, so it's good True. fun. But... <laughs> And of course, a big thanks to Sam, our graphic designer, who works on the logo, the thumbnails, and has been doing so for a long time now. Needs a break. He won't get one, but he needs one. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> and uh, of course, a thank you to you, audience, for watching this. Uh, we appreciate all support, so thank you for checking us out. And you can continue to watch us here on Bunch of Jokers. We have monthly podcasts, discussions and reactions to new news, as well as our ongoing gameplay series of Trine. And the audio version of discussions and podcasts can be found on Spotify and other podcasting sites as well, if you want to give us a look there. But until next time, thank you for watching, and we will see you in the next video. Goodbye. Bye.